podcast this is the 20th episode of the show uh today we are here joined by <laughs> noah peterson and john ruman uh, what's so, so funny uh, bro uh, so, uh, yeah we, we were uh just recording it was our take one and uh i got cut out of it so uh we're trying this again <laughs> so yeah we are joined by uh noah and john uh previously they were on our pre-draft episode and um we are welcoming them back as we are giving you our post draft. So welcome back, guys. Appreciate it, man. Thanks for having me back. All right. So um, we uh, we're gonna start off with uh, we're gonna run down our team. So obviously, me and Liam uh, will run down the patch draft. Um, Pete, being the Vikings fan, he'll give you his his spiel on the Vikings draft, and Ruman will give you some Browns some Browns thoughts. Yes, sir. Um, so, I mean, the Pats, there's so much to talk about with the Pats, considering the flurry of trades and the interesting picks that they made. Mm. So, um, I'm going to begin by saying I was not a fan, obviously. Like, I don't think any fan really enjoys when their team trades down in the draft. So, I mean, that obviously was kind of a letdown, waiting two and a half hours, and they trade down, and that kind of hurt. Uh, but... Whatever it happened, uh, the second round, they picked Kyle Duggar, a Division Two safety, out of Lenore something. I don't even know, but um, very very interesting. I think this is the this is the perfect example of a Bill Belichick draft pick. Um, I mean, I've kind of said this before to other people. I think Bill Belichick just doesn't really care about any like what scouts or journalists or mock draft experts really say i mean it's all the matter of which guy fits the most into his system and i mean like i said this is just it i mean you talk about a kid like just really not talk about at all he was a combine standout and he had a very good senior bowl so i mean hey if he's if he's doing good against the best seniors in the nation i mean that shows that he does belong um, where he was drafted. So, I mean, that was a good pick. I do I do like the pick there. Uh, I just wish they had a first. I wish they had a guy that they drafted before him. But um, after that, I think they filled in a lot of needs on defense. Linebacker, very slim. They drafted a couple guys, Josh Uche and Anthony Jennings. I really liked both of those picks. Uh, I think that they're going to be probably both edge rushers. Probably, I don't know if they'll be starting, considering Bill never really liked starting rookies. Uh, but I think they're going to have great situational roles. They'll probably be on special teams a bunch, and then probably in the next upcoming years, once they like actually uh, get some experience under their belts, they'll be, I think, very solid outside edge rushers, like uh, the Kyle Van Noy and um, uh, Jamie Collins replacements. Um, so, yeah. And other than that, uh, kicker um, with a – bad tattoo that he's getting removed and i don't really know a couple other linemen so yeah i think it was a pretty overall solid draft uh i don't really want i know i kind of hit on all of them but i don't really want to take too much away from liam so i'll give it to him yo uh, I heard, hold on if i could just say one thing about that kicker real quick mm-hmm. i heard he had no film is that true that no he had film? zero film i don't know that there was, was zero the, tape on him he was he like went the, to you went to Marshall, though, yeah. so I, uh, yeah, there had to be something. I don't know. I was watching the draft, and when they drafted the kid, they were like, this is interesting because this is the only dude that we don't have any tape on. Maybe mm-hmm. it's just because they didn't have any tape that they could show after, like, the draft pick. You know, mm-hmm. they show, like, some highlights and stuff. Mm-hmm. I don't know. 
Yeah, yeah. no, that's that's weird. Also, there's probably not a whole slew of uh, uh, kicker highlights out there, but um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, like one of the, they're just gonna show him bury a, a crisp 32 yarder. But uh, <laughs> could be worth it. Could be worth it. Yeah, I, no, I, I mean, I'd like to see it. I mean, I'll start with him. Uh, I like him. Uh, he's kind of a nut job, which I guess is exactly what you want out of a kicker. Uh, the more crazy they are, the better they kick. Um, <laughs> that's what I've always said, and I live by that motto. Um, and I really think that we got – I really think this was a good draft. This is the most Belichick, Belichick drafts ever. We trade out of the first, stay up two and a half hours to just get that news, and – couldn't have, couldn't have done it in the first hour, Bill, but, you know, it made, made us have to wait <laughs> two and a half hours yep. to get announced that the pick's traded. But um, Duggar is also, like, the, this is literally just, like, the typical Bill Belichick draft. Like, just a random guy from just a random Division Two school. And, I mean, the highlights that showed of him, granted, he's playing in Division Two, but he looks like one hell of an athlete that – is probably going to make a difference. I'd expect him on special teams to start and then maybe slowly get his way into the defensive lineup. And then I like drafting Uchip, or however you pronounce his name, but uh, the Michigan outside linebacker. Um, I thought he was the second best offensive linebacker on the uh, on the board uh, behind Zach Bond of Wisconsin. And um, – <laughs> You know, I just really like this. Uh, I like that we went with two tight ends. Uh, you got to think one of them has to hit. Um, I don't know much about the two guys, but um, I really like the US uh, UCLA guy. Um, it's a more power-heavy offense out there. So I really think that he is better suit to be a receiving tight end. But, uh, yeah, we got some depth at the um, – on the line offensively by drafting the guard from Michigan and the tackle from Wake Forest. So all in all, I think this was the most Belichick draft ever. And I'd put it right around a B. Uh, I thought we filled some holes that we needed to fill. And, you know, I, I just really like this draft. It is the epitome of how the Patriots have drafted for the past 20 years. Yeah, I couldn't agree more with you, Liam. That is, I was saying this like as a joke when we were watching the draft that Belichick was going to trade out of the first round and then it happened. And I was just like, this, you can't make this up. And then just for them to take uh Duggar in the second round was like, who is this guy? But <laughs> I agree. He's going to be a great special teams player. So I'm a big fan of that. And then the linebacker and uh, DN they took that uh, I'm big fans of. So I think that they're just going to be like system guys who uh, red shirt, uh, the rookie seasons and just learn the playbooks. Quick, quick question: <clears throat> Did Belichick's dog hit the draft button? On <laughs> yeah, one hundred percent. Listen, Barks, Barks, Belichick might have, might be the <laughs> third or fourth best GM in the NFL. In all honesty, <laughs> I mean, with some of these contracts, guys paying running backs. I mean, like. I honestly think that a dog could do a better job than some GMs uh, pointing fingers at Jerry Jones. But, uh, God, the Cowboys <laughs> the Cowboys front office is so dumb. But, nonetheless, uh, yeah, this is the most Patriots draft you have ever seen. And this is why we have success. We don't draft the best guy available. We draft the guys we want. Belichick doesn't say like, oh, this guy's on the board. I'm going to take him. No, he's scouted these guys. He knows the guys he wants to come in and be in his system. And those are the guys he got. And I think this is why we have success. I think this is why we're going to continue to have success for years to come. Well, here's something crazy. Before I want to, I want to, obviously we're going to get to Vikings and Browns, but so I don't know if you guys saw this, but Nick Casario, like the the pretty much I don't know the co GM of the Patriots with Bill Belichick, he said in an interview on the radio that um, the Patriots were so uh, prepared to they had three names in mind at twenty three, and two of those names were Duggar and Uche, which is kind of crazy considering that 
that Uche wow. and ended up going to the third round. But um, yeah, he said that two two to the three guys were two guys that they drafted. But um, here's my theory about that potential third guy. <clears throat> so in the second round, the Patriots sucked the Duggar, and I'm pretty sure the pick before them was the Giants, if I'm not mistaken, or maybe like, maybe like two picks before them. It was the Giants. Okay, right before yeah. them, yeah. They drafted McKinney. McKinney yeah. went, yeah. And the Giants are now head coached by Joe Judge, who is a Patriots um, special teams uh, coordinator. He didn't take that job up until maybe like a month, month or two ago. Here's my theory. I think Joe Judge knew who that third guy was. I think he knew who all three of those names were that the Patriots wanted. And I think that he kind of panicked. And he said, okay, like, if they want him, I'm taking I, – I need the best of the three. And he picked Xavier McKinney out of pure panic because he was the best of the three. That's my theory. I think Xavier McKinney was that third name. I think the Patriots were preparing to select him at that next pick. So then when he wasn't selected, they went with the other safety, Duggar. That's my theory. See, I, I agree with you there. I don't yeah. I wouldn't say he was in a panic, though. I think just probably before the Yeah, pre- you know what I mean. Yeah, no, I think just before the pre-draft, I think he probably was just like, okay, we like these guys. And then he's just probably remembering names from New England. Probably took a, a picture of the draft uh, board right before he left and was just like, hey, Bill likes these guys. I'm going to I'm gonna take as much Patriots juju as I can. So we'll see. I liked McKinney. I had him going to 23 in my mock. Um, thought he's one of the best athletes in this draft and – uh, yeah, I think the Giants got a steal there, and I think the Pats were definitely looking at him, and mm. I think we traded down because we knew he was going to start sliding. Mm-hmm. That's my conspiracy theory, but, yeah, uh, Ruman, if you want to hit your Browns. Uh, yeah, I think the Browns had a great draft. Started off with taking Jedrick Wills at number 10, Alabama product, huge offensive tackle. Um, they're going to have to make the switch from right tackle to left tackle, but I think given time, he'll be able to fit into that role and be a great uh, blindside blocker for Baker in that offense. And then another great pick, the LSU product, Grant Delpit. He's an absolute dog. I think he's going to make that secondary all the much better. And with Denzel Ward, Greedy Williams, and him, I think that's a strong, strong secondary, young they're going to be uh, forced to reckon in this league. And then my last thing I'm going to say about the draft of the Browns is their fifth-round pick, Nick Harris from Washington, the center. Uh, I think he's going to be a great player to kind of learn the system and then fill in the role as their center right now is not bad, but he's getting kind of old. So I think he's going to be a, a good future pick. Yeah. And Pete with the Vikings? All right, so for my uh, Minnesota Vikings, I decided to give them a draft grade of a A++. I was extremely happy with every pick that uh, Mike Zimmer and Rick Slick Rick made. Uh, the one that I was most pleased with was snagging Justin Jefferson with our first pick in the first round. I can't believe he fell to us. Uh, Philly just let him slip right through their fingers and took Jalen Rager instead. I mean, don't get me wrong. Jalen Rager is a good player, but Justin Jefferson, I'm taking, I'm taking Jefferson over Rager any day of the week. That's facts. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Easily facts. And uh, another pick I liked was our other first round pick in Jeff Gladney, the cornerback from TCU. Um, He's a great player. You know, I would have rather had Christian Fulton, but honestly, I couldn't even be mad. We needed corners. We drafted a couple of them. We drafted the kid from Mississippi State. I think it was Cameron Dantzler. We took another kid from Temple later on in the draft, too. So three corners, that's huge. We also took another wide receiver later on in the draft from Miami who could possibly beat out B.C. Johnson for that third spot. Um, And another pick that I was kind of interested in was we took a backup QB. Well, I say backup now, but who knows? Um, a QB from Iowa. His last name is Stanley. And I, I have like I have mixed emotions about it. I've been hearing good things. I've been hearing bad things. So it's definitely going to be interesting to see how he plays, how he does in camp, in preseason. 
But um, yeah, all in all, I really like this draft from the Vikings. We addressed a bunch of needs that we had O line, corner, receiver, D line, linebacker. Just a great draft, all in all. Yeah, um, I'm just to hit on the Jefferson pick real quick. Um, I think the Eagles are like just pure boneheads because stupid. Um, last year they took a kid by the name of JJ Arcega Whiteside over uh, DK Metcalf, Terry McLaurin. I mean, come on. I mean, this is like a pick where. But that's a really cool name, though, DJ Arcega Whiteside. Yeah, real cool name. <laughs> it's a cool yeah. name to have, but dude, it sucks. Um, Such but a yeah, I I think in this league, uh, if you're if hypothetically if someone offers you a top a top five outside threat or a top five like slot slash inside threat, you're taking that outside threat. And with this pick, you have literally just like the clear cut number one receiver on the board in your laps. Mm. Remain obviously, obviously, you know what I mean. Like, um, at that time, uh, but they take a, a Jalen Rager guy that they could have traded down to maybe like the late twenties to take to to draft, and they they take him right there. What pick was it? Nineteen. It was twenty. 21? I think it was twenty. I think it was twenty. 20? Vikings took Jefferson at twenty-one. I mean, I, I know that uh, this isn't an Eagles podcast, but like, Jesus. What are you doing, dude? Just take the kid who absolutely ripped apart the college football playoff. Like, I, the I clear know. cut better just, player. Just like it's not rocket science. And yeah. like Liam said, man, a fucking dog could could have probably drafted Justin Jefferson. <laughs> like oh, Jesus. Really, and also if you look at, like like you said there, like it's that was the no brainer pick there. Like as well, that's that's the pick where you're scratching your head at, and like even if you look at last year's draft where DJ Metcalf like fell late into the second round, where I mean, take one freaking look at the guy, like you, mm. that, no. that's a no brainer that you should take that guy late first, early second, like no brainer. He is a was an unbelievable athlete, had a great combine, and it's just GMs keep making the same insane mistakes because they just. Instead of finding, they just try to find reasons, force reasons to draft guys. And I, I think instead of just picking the better play. Hmm. All right. With that, uh, now that we've hit on all our teams, we're just going to kind of generalize into our favorite and least favorite picks uh, of the draft. All right, let's let's do least favorite first. Least favorite. Oh, do that. Yeah. All right. My least favorite pick um, comes. In the first round, I just can't really get over the fact that the Raiders took Henry Ruggs over uh, C.D. Lamb and Jerry Judy. I mean, I know this is kind of like an obvious one, but I mean, it's all about team needs, I guess. And that kind of plays into the the Jalen Rager, Justin Jefferson debate that we just had. But I mean, it's just one of those things like you, you have an early first, like you don't like you're not really guaranteed like high overall first round picks so I feel like you just got to take the best receiver available and I mean it was just a toss-up between Judy and CD Lamb and I think that the Raiders just needed that top threat I think that Tyrell Williams just is not that guy and I think that by adding a CD Lamb and making that making Tyrell Williams a number two like he was in uh, San Diego with Keenan Allen, I think that just makes your offense. It just kind of he get Williams gets put back in his role that he's most comfortable with, and you add that top threat. You add the CD Lamb, who, like Pete mentioned in the previous episode, he just literally like always seems to find the end zone whenever he touches the ball. Or CD Lamb, who's a probably the best route running wide receiver we've seen. You mean Judy? You mean Jerry? Judy? Yeah, yeah, uh, Jerry Judy since. Probably Amari Cooper whenever he was drafted. That was probably four or five years ago. And I think that just given those two, like, traits that those two respective players have, like, you can't pass that up. And, I mean, we all knew the Raiders were going wide receiver. We just didn't know which one. I certainly just did not think it was Henry Ruggs. I think they're going to regret that pick. That's my least favorite pick. Wow. Yeah, no, I I mean, I wouldn't say it's my least favorite, but it's definitely a head-scratcher. Uh, he definitely is the ideal Raiders draft pick. But uh, my least favorite pick comes earlier in the first round. 
and it is no surprise. It is the Sandy uh, and the Los Angeles Chargers taking Justin Herbert <laughs> with the number six pick. Yep, Herbert. Uh, all, I'm just gonna say Herbert stinks. <laughs> he, he's a he's a nerd. He scored good on the Wonderlook test. Nerd. He finished and got his college degree. What a loser! But he he is just. I I just I look at his tape and it's I, he just doesn't seem like a good quarterback. Like I just don't I don't get all the hype around him. He can throw. He's a poor man's Josh Allen. And I, I, I just, I don't, I don't get it. I don't get the hype. I don't know why there's talks about him going before Tua. Like it's, yeah. it, I, it's stupid. It's just, they're going to look back on that pick and just be like, and this is going to be the, I think this, this is going to be the draft where like, it's just going to be like, oh man, Chargers picked Justin Herbert over Isaiah Simmons. What was going through their mind <laughs> that day? Like, it's going to look just like that, I feel. And I think that's stupid. And I think Tyrod Taylor is going to play every single game for the Chargers this year. Okay. Yeah. Toss it over to Pete. All right. So my least favorite, I mean, I kind of have three, but I'm just going to say my least favorite. Actually, no, I'll say my two head scratchers first. One head scratcher I had was uh, Seattle taking Jordan Brooks, the linebacker from Texas Tech. Mm-hmm. To be frank, I never heard of this dude until yeah. the draft, until they drafted him. Mm-hmm. And I guess uh, I'm pretty sure they passed on Patrick Queen because the Literally Ravens, the pick right yeah, after. The pick right after was Patrick Queen to the Ravens. So the Seahawks had a guy who was Patrick Queen, the clear-cut better player, then Brooks. It's just like the Eagles and the Vikings, the two receivers. Mm-hmm. Right here, it's the obvious choice is Queen, but they go Jordan Brooks. It's weird. I didn't like it. Uh, my next one I didn't like was the Dolphins taking Noah, not going to even bother to say his last name, corner from Auburn, which is clearly not a need for that team because they have Xavier Howard and Byron Jones, two Pro Bowl corners that they are probably going to pay a lot of money to. If not already, I think they paid Byron oh, they Jones a pretty are. penny. They're like the yeah. first and third ranked corners pay, uh, salary cap wise. Yeah, so you can see why that one's a head scratcher for me. And anyways, my least favorite was the Raiders. Not Rugs, but taking the number two corner from Ohio State. I forgot his name. Arnett, right? Yeah, Damon Arnett. I did not like that pick at all. Mm-hmm. It, it just puzzled me. That guy was like a third-round projection. And I don't know if Gruden had any say in it, but it definitely seems like Gruden had some kind of say in that because he seemed real excited when they took him. And I just don't know what he sees in this guy. He's just a pure, like, average corner in my eyes. Yeah, no, uh, I like – obviously, I watch Wisconsin every Saturday. I played Ohio State twice this year. And if Chase Young wasn't in the backfield and we weren't, we were throwing the ball, we were throwing to his side of the field the entire game. Yeah. We were staying away from Okuda. We were trying to limit Young in the backfield. And whenever uh, Cone stepped back to pass, it always was to his side of the field every single time. And I, I really just, I, I agree with you completely. It is a little bit of an odd pick, but. I mean, that Ohio State defense was pretty legit this year, so maybe he is just good, and he just kind of got bad matchups, and yeah, I don't know. But I mean, yeah, yeah, it's just a weird pick. It is a very <laughs> weird pick, but hey, he could prove me wrong. I hope he does. Hmm. Ruben, um, I think the worst pick was. I'm going to agree with Liam, Justin Herbert. Uh, I we've, we've been saying this for quite some time. I just, I'm not in on the hype on him. I think they could have taken Isaiah Simmons or pretty much anyone else with that pick. Maybe boost up the defense or get another depth player for the offense. But I just don't think Herbert is the answer. And like Liam, I don't know if Tyrod Taylor is going to play the whole season, but 
they need a quarterback, and I just I don't think Herbert is is the future there. Yeah, and you you might think I really hate Herbert. I do have one good thing to say about him. He's got a good good head of hair on him. Good, really oh, yeah. good, good head of hair on him. That's true. He's that's true. Got some good flow. I'll give him that. Handsome guy too. Overall handsome guy. The prototypical like high school movie movie quarterback. Yeah. yeah he's a Cali. He's a Cali yeah. guy. He's he's gonna be more spending more time on the beach than the practice field. <laughs> um, <laughs> so with that, we'll go over to our best picks. Uh, my my favorite pick of the first round uh, is Patrick Queen going to the Baltimore Ravens late in the first round. Uh, Queen's a guy that kind of got a lot better throughout the course of the season, and um, given that he was on a championship team at LSU, I mean, just proves that even more. I mean, he just kind of balled out uh, later and later as the college football playoffs went on into the championship. And that's kind of a enough said type of thing, type of situation. Like, okay, like I'm balling out as the games get bigger. So, I mean, I think that's just, that's just such a huge, huge, huge trait to, to have um, in terms of being in the NFL. Uh, so, and like, I kind of, we, we, this is where we messed up. This is where our, uh, we were talking about this right before our num- first take shit the bed. Uh, so like I said before, he is kind of like a Ray Lewis type, smaller, undersized guy, uh, hits hard, good, good in zone. Uh, so I think that the Ravens stole Patrick Queen. I think he should have went much earlier. I think they a complete steal. That's my favorite pick of the draft by far. Uh, yeah, I guess go over to me now. Uh, I thought that was a great pick as well thought that was definitely a little bit of a steal uh in my first in our first take before as matt said it shit the bed uh, i had the broncos taking judy and i'm actually going to change mine to a little bit earlier pick i like it I like uh, just because i'm looking at the board um i'm gonna have with the cardinals taking isaiah simmons yeah. um i think isaiah simmons is one of the most versatile defensive players I think I've ever seen. He lined up at like every single position for Clemson on defense this year. And a lot of people are saying he's like a safety that just plays linebacker. Um, People are worried about his size. Uh, I mean, it's the NFL. He can bulk up if he needs to. Like that won't be a problem. Mm. He, I think, is extremely fast, extremely strong. He's got a nose for the football. And I really think that that was a great pick and a little bit of a steal for the Cardinals to get him at eight. Is it impossible for this dude to be a bust? Because I, think, I think it is impossible. Because, like, I mean, if he if they stick him at safety when this when training camp opens and he's not doing good, they have like eight other positions to try. And I mean, if he can't, re- if he's not able to find a fit with like every different position that he played in college, I mean. I don't even know. Like this guy is just like, I, I there's like not even a word for it. Like this guy is going to be good. Like no matter like what, at the end of the day, he's gonna find a position. He's gonna be a solid player, mm. at least a solid player. Yeah, I'd I'd say I'd put him right under Young for players that are guaranteed to be good. Yeah. Like you know exactly where their basement is, Absolutely. and it's extreme. Like their basements are extremely high. I think. Young and Simmons are two players that you can chalk up that you know exactly at worst case scenario what you're going to get. Mm-hmm. And I mean, we're all high on Burrow, but like he's a quarterback. Like it's tough. You could go to the wrong team, like he might have, as the Bengals are poop. But, uh, you know, we'll see. But I think Simmons and Young are the two players that were no brain, no doubt about it, are going to be extremely good in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Over to Pete. All right. So, yeah, earlier before our uh, audio kind of shit itself and Matt left us, I said uh, Patrick Queen was my favorite, but I'm also going to change mine, mix uh, things up a little bit. And I'm going to say, how about them Cowboys and Jerry Jones Mm. selecting C.D. Lamb in the first round? Mm. 
That was just incredible to see. My dad and my mom, big Cowboy fans, my dad was borderline in tears when Jerry Jones on his $250 million yacht selected the Oklahoma wide receiver, the best wide receiver in this draft, in my opinion. And he fell all the way to the Dallas Cowboys, and Jerry Jones scooped him up and said, thank you, see you later. Great pick, big fan, absolute steal for the Dallas Cowboys. They're going to have three insane threats on offense at the wide receiver position with Amari Cooper, Michael Gallup, and now CeeDee Lamb. It's a lot of weapons for Dak Prescott mm-hmm. in Dallas. Definitely. Ruman? Um, yep, so for my sleep, uh, not sleeper, but my I think my best pick was, it, it'll probably get some hate, but the Eagles taking Jalen Hurts. Um, yeah, you could say like he's just going to be the backup for Carson Wentz, but Carson Wentz is pretty injury prone. And I think they're probably not going to re-sign him after this contract. So this is a great future pick to kind of have him learn the system behind Wentz. And when that injury comes, because it probably will, he'll get his chance to start and probably take over the team. I mean, this is like, I think that this kid, I mean, if the Eagles don't screw this up, like you said, um, this kid is just like a leader. He's a, I think he's a champion at heart. Yeah, um, and given uh, Carson Wentz bone glass that he has, he's just like so injury prone. Um, I really like that they add a guy. I mean, honestly, I feel like they might bring him in as like a Taysom Hill. Exactly, and, uh, he will not be like a tight end or whatever. But like, I think they're gonna bring him in, use him in some formations, kind of like what the Ravens did with RG three last year. Mm-hmm. And I mean. You never know. I mean, if Carson goes down again, I mean, it, it could be, like, his job to lose then because I think Jalen Hurts does have the ability to lead, lead an NFL offense. Um, I mean, I just really hope the Eagles don't – I've heard reports that they want to make him – they might make him, like, a full-time running back. And, I mean, come on. like Yeah, I would not like, like to – What's the that. point? Like, if they, they draft – like, why don't you just take a running back there if, if that's the case? Like. Mm-hmm. Don't draft a quarterback to make him a running back. Just draft the running back. So I certainly think that that would be so so idiotic. And I think that just I think this is a perfect fit. I think the Eagles are a pretty well good enough team. They're a good franchise. I'd like to say that Doug Peterson's a pretty good coach, um, given he's kind of had his blunders. But um, but yeah, I think that if Carson goes down, I think that Jalen Hurts has a real possibility of keeping that job. I really do. No, I don't care if Carson Wentz was, what, second overall pick. I mean, th- they've given him so many chances, and just he continues to go down and go down. I mean, Nick, their backup, had to go win them a Super Bowl, which is, like, still to this day one of the craziest things I've ever seen as a, as a Patriots fan, that we've got beat by a fucking backup quarterback. Who but, yeah. stinks now. Yep, oh, yeah. exactly. He's going to be backing up Trubisky. And just to mm-hmm. chime into the Hurts talk, uh, I mean, we saw what happened to the last quarterback they told should be a running back. Uh, I think his name is Lamar Jackson. Jackson. He got uh, something like he that. He got selected by Baltimore. So I don't know what he's doing. Um, I don't know if he's still in the league. I don't know if he's coaching Pop Warner now. But um, I think he's a running back somewhere. Yeah, running back. Yeah, yeah. He was in the XFL. I, sure. I I heard he was a wide receiver. Yeah, I, I think he was a wide receiver for the DC Defenders. Now that I remember it, um, and not winning league MVPs unanimously. Um, yeah, no, Hurts. This is a no-brainer. This is a perfect fit. He fits into that offense unbelievably, like perfectly. He just he could slide right in when. Once, unfortunately, you hate to say it, but inevitably will go down again. Um, mm-hmm. You never really like to say that when you're talking about a guy with injury history, but I mean, it's just the cold hard truth. He has serious injury problems. It sucks considering he is a very talented quarterback when in, but mm-hmm. it, it's inevitable that he's going to go down at some point and it's, this is the perfect fit. He is a winner. And that that's all that matters at the end of the day. And he's a real team guy, too, because, I mean, I noticed right when Alabama won the national title game, 
he was the first guy to go hug Tua after uh, Tua threw that strike to beat Georgia in the national title game in overtime. So it's mm-hmm. just he's that type of guy. He, he didn't let being benched to a freshman um, in the second half of the national championship game get to him. And all he does is all he cares about is winning. And I think that's the exact type of guy you want in the locker room. Yep. Yeah. So um, I kind of want to talk about the uh, just the overall draft in general with uh, it being virtual. Uh, We released that poll saying if it would be a success or not and tied. So now that we now that we it's all said and done. I honestly think that this was like a huge success for the NFL. I think everything went pretty smooth. I mean, I know this is kind of like a boring topic, but I mean, this was like something that was really like um, debated before the draft started that if with the whole um, glitch happening at the Bengals pick and stuff like that, I think that it went pretty smooth. Um, I mean, granted, it got a little awkward with Cadell at times. He's just like a fucking wicked awkward dude. I, yeah. I he started drinking. Other than I man started getting dude. drunk. Other than Goodell just being on my television, I thought it was it was good. Dude, that whole shit where he'd like look at the TV and be like, "Woo, cool, like, come on, guys!" Yeah, no, just so any, every time he turned and looked at me, I just I got <laughs> furious, and I just it it, it almost creep. ruined the draft for me. See, see, I kind of liked drunk Goodell. Um, Goodell clearly had one too many um, Chardonnays during the. Uh, he's definitely a Chardonnay guy. He definitely doesn't drink beer but like when he sat down in the recliner and he's like oh come have a sit this is where i watch my sunday nfl football game and he's just like and i got these cards here ready to make this pick like what the like he's so he talks so good at the draft in front of thousands of people and when he's just looking at a camera he's just like oh i am roger goodell like it's he (laughs) he was a he was a nut but he's a fucking cornball. Uh, dude. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, the, the technical aspect of it, I think it was pretty smooth. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah, I like hundred, but but I agree. I liked showing the uh, the coaches. Um, I thought I think that's probably gonna be an aspect that they're gonna start doing a little bit more and more. Um, <laughs> did, yeah, that part was cool. Did uh, we see the man taking a shit. <laughs> yeah. Yes, Vrabel. 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 Oh, Vrabel's kids were the highlight of the draft. <laughs> also, Frabel and uh, Adam Gates and Patricia all just having absolute dingers in during the uh, the entirety oh, yeah. of the draft. Oh, was yes, the most did. football thing I've ever seen. I, I loved yep. it. I, I like how some of the coaches really didn't care and. Other coaches, I mean, congratulations. Like, you had sex. We get it. You have kids. Like, I mean, like, I I just was – I was getting more mad at the, the kids being on my TV throughout the entirety of the draft more than drunk Goodell. Anyway, I just – I can't get over uh, Cliff Cliff Kingsbury's crib. Oh, my, oh my God. God. That thing, he was, he was just straight flexing on everybody yeah. with that camera angle, man. Yeah, that, yeah, he definitely did that on purpose. Oh yeah, he he when he went to the realtor, he said, "Get me a house that I can look like a multimillionaire bachelor slash Bond villain yeah. slash Elon Musk slash um, just started a startup out of college and hit it big when I'm 22." Look, <laughs> that's and that's exactly what he got. <laughs> yep. Yeah, what one other thing one other takeaway just like just another uh, just w- one of one of so many of just like bill belichick's little like subtle like just like i don't know not flexes but just like i, I don't know how to put it belichick like you know how a lot of coaches had like say like dolphins coach had like hit the big dolphins thing behind him yeah exactly but then like bill belichick was just in his dining room and it just, just like looks plain as ever. It looks like room. such a Bill Belichick place. Well, I loved how like all these coaches had ten different computers and televisions in their places, and my guy had two laptops that looked like they were about twenty years old. Yeah, he's and a dog and a dog. <laughs> yeah, and his dog. Yeah, no, and you you also know damn well. Only... Dude, he was like playing with the dog. You know, <laughs> you know, great, only great, great pick. 
only one of those computers had draft stuff on it. The other one had solitaire. Um, oh yeah. <laughs> <Good point>. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Bell- <laughs> Belichick's. Oh, God, I don't even want to know what his Pornhub hurts history is. <laughs> Six four white quarterback <laughs> pocket passing. Yeah, he's um uh gunner gunner blocking gunner blocking punt. Gunner Olszewski live cam. Oh, that oh the question. God. Does Belichick roster bait? Hell uh, no. I think make that a poll. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, probably. I think I think if I think he's the type of guy that he he does he did it when he was younger back in the back in the wild days when uh, back when old we all remember old crazy young Bill Belichick uh, and I think I think he's grown grown up in his age where he can just you know sit back and admire it a little bit more. Any 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 white receiver or uh, past fifth round to undrafted free agent player he can find. Yes, he does roster bait too. But all like the good early round players that he gets and all the big signings and stuff, hell no. Bill Belichick's a fiend for his underrated Rutgers (laughs) fucking university guys. Grocery baggers. (laughs) Lacrosse players. Guys he literally just picks off the street. (laughs) Seriously. See some 5'10 white guy bagging groceries at Stop and Shop in Grafton. He's like, Hey, you want to play for the Patriots? Hey, you got a good job. Hike. You're working hard. Yeah, no, just while he's bagging groceries, Belichick just darts a football at him. If he catches it, he's suited up for the Pats as wide receiver two next week. Want to catch Pats from the instead of next year? But uh, we're uh, just wanted to wrap up with uh, biggest just overall uh, team draft winners and losers. Um, I'll go first to kind of give you guys a minute. I think uh, the draft winner, or the draft winners of this year's draft, I would say, um, probably the Miami Dolphins. Uh, just kind of like a obvious pick again, but I mean, this was a team who uh, just had so many needs uh, coming into the off season, and I think they did address quite a few of those in free agency. But there was definitely some they needed to take care of uh, during this year's draft. Uh, obviously, quarterback they took to a. I mean, if that pans out, who has the capability to be just as good of a quarterback as Joe Burrow? I mean, change my mind with that. Uh, and they also needed to beef up that O-line. They did that. They drafted Austin Jackson mid-first round, round. And, I mean, yeah, I mean, given they didn't need the corner, but, I mean, cornerback's a position where, I mean, it, it's a very – it's a very. I feel like guys drop off so fast at corner. I mean, I feel like the window of like greatness for cornerbacks are so much smaller than other positions. Like, look at like a offensive tackle, or like a like a quarterback. I mean, those guys can play for over a decade and still be great. But I, then it comes to positions like running backs and corners, I, where you see guys who kind of hold that like top five, top ten threshold for maybe four three to four seasons i mean look at richard sherman he's a prime example um he was like a top no undoubtedly the best corner in the league a couple years ago with the seattle seahawks and now he's not i wouldn't even say he's a top 10 corner i mean he i i really i feel like a lot of people disagree with me with that but i I don't know i just think that with the corner position you got to just secure it you got to get three guys who can go out there and play and just beef. Although you do have two younger, I don't even know how old Byron Jones is, but I'd like to think he's pretty young considering. He's all the still money. young. He's yeah, still young. considering all the money they gave him. But I mean, just you never know. I mean, Byron Jones is not really like numbers. Stats really don't show that he's a top number one corner. So I don't know. We'll see. I did like that pick. I like that they beefed up a position that they didn't really need. They must have had like a really high grade on him. So yeah, that's probably my winners of the draft um yeah i'm gonna go quick with this one um i agree with you, matt uh, i have a buddy that's a dolphins fan i was watching the second and third round with him out in westfield and basically to put it put there was so many holes in this team that they really needed to 
get this draft right. And I think that's exactly what they did. They really just drafted a ton, a ton of good players, I thought. And not all of them are going to hit. Not not everyone hits on every draft pick, but a couple of these guys definitely are going to hit. And I think they, the big thing was that they got their guy in uh, Tua and Mm -hmm. that they wanted Tua from two years ago. And they, they ended up, it was tanked for Tua. They miraculously won a couple games at the end of the year. They didn't have the opportunity to pick one anymore. And Tua slipped to them and it ended up perfectly. And I think the Dolphins really drafted extremely well. And I think it's going to show in the next couple of years, especially um, with Flores as their uh, head coach. Yeah. Uh, Ruben? So I'm going to go with my draft winners as the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, Like we said before, Patrick Queen was an unbelievable pick. I think he's going to be a lockdown player for them for years to come. Followed by that, J.K. Dobbins. I think that was a great pick as well to kind of back up Mark Ingram and get mentored by him. Uh, Ingram's 30 years old. He's getting up there with age, especially as a running back. So That was a great pick. Mm-hmm. Um, J.K. Dobbins is just an unbelievable <clears throat> player, too. And then just adding overall depth on the offensive and defensive line. A couple more players at wide receiver. I just think they did all the right things in this draft. Honestly, bro, I like I – I'd probably put them just tied with the Dolphins. I, I love that. I forgot. I totally forgot about the Dolphins pick, how he, he slid. And, like, given, like you said, Ingram, 30 years old, mm-hmm. they're starting to invest in the running backs. They know mm-hmm. Ingram isn't going to be there much longer. Devin DuVernay is a guy that slept on the wide receiver you were talking about from Texas. Yep. I liked that pick a lot. That's I just another forgot about the Dolphins Hollywood pick. Brown. Like, that's an explosive offense. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Pete? Uh, Ruman, I'm going to absolutely 100% agree with you. The winners of this draft were definitely the Baltimore Ravens. I loved their picks. Patrick Queen, obviously, we talked about him earlier. Great pick. Ruman, what you said about J.K. Dobbins is absolutely true. Matt, you also chipped in. And, you know, Ingram's getting old. J.K. Dobbins, they're looking for the future. That's a great pick. I love the Duvernay pick as well because they're that is definitely a position they're lacking at, a wide receiver. It's Hollywood Brown, and then it's Willie Sneed is next. Like, Willie Sneed's a bum. So there's not much else to say about that. But one pick that you guys didn't mention is round six, pick 201. Oh, boy. James Prochet from SMU. I love this kid. I watched his tape, and he is just a freak. He is unbelievable to watch. He's like... In my opinion, he's kind of like a poor man, Ceedee Lamb, and I know that's some that's high talk. Um, I think really highly of this guy, but Matt told me that he had a bad medical exam, so people were a little bit sketched out about him. But I think, regardless, I think the Ravens are getting an absolute playmaker in James Prochet. He's one of the hidden gems of this draft, and I think he's going to make an immediate impact on this Ravens team. Yeah. He saved us a lot of money. Remember that? He made us a lot of money as well, Matt. Yep. You're right. <laughs> You're right. He balled out that game. I forget who they were playing, but it was like that uh, Memphis. They were playing Memphis. Crazy, like sixty-six to seventy game against Memphis. Yep. That me and Pete were betting on James Prochet balled out in that game. Oh, Love that guy. I miss sports betting. <laughs> oh, me too. <clears throat> Anything else? Uh, yes. That's it for me. I have Liam. I have some some topics. Um. Okay. I have six guys I want to talk about right now. Just going to rattle through them real quick. Colts drafted Jonathan Taylor. Great pick, <laughs> best running back in the draft. I'm happy for my baby Love that boy. kid. Saints yep. drafting Zach Bond. Uh, Saints defense need a little help. Zach Bond is the man. Could potentially be pick. the steal of the draft. Another great pick. Cowboys selecting Tyler Bidez. I forget how to pronounce his name. Uh, he's a center from Wisconsin. Best place for him to go. Great pick. Great. Yes, right, they needed him. Right in Cowboys Dallas. needed that guy. Yep, just lost their uh, center. He just retired. So yep. smart on him. And Detroit, you know, getting getting uh, Stafford a little help drafting uh, Cyphus, Wisconsin's number one guy uh, last year. 
He's a great wide receiver. He, I believe, left early to come to the draft. Don't know if that was the best decision considering uh, he came in in the fifth. But, uh, yeah, <laughs> nonetheless, uh, yeah, I, I, those are just four random guys off the top of my head. I have no affiliation with them or love for them, but I wish them all the best. And then my last two are uh, some, some sleepers here considering these two guys went undrafted. Uh, Branson Rechsnier. Uh He's the fullback what? out of Kensaw State. Ravens picked him up. He's going to be cleaning some holes for him this year. He's six, six feet tall, 230. Uh, he's ranked as the best fullback in this draft. So the fact that he was able to go and they didn't even have to waste a draft pick on him, incredible. And then lastly, Siwoo Alondwu. The number two fullback in this year's class, oh big boy, six. He's a big. He's a big boy. You don't usually think of fullbacks as this tall, but he's six three, two forty. He was ranked Whoa. the number two fullback out of this class uh, from TCU, and you know, uh, I think that's maybe the one thing Zeke needs is just a guy to really get get in the gritty, get get down in there, and not be afraid to to bang a few bodies and clear the path for him. Fullbacks win games in the NFL, so fullbacks win games. That's a fact. All right, RIP, uh, Devlin. Yeah, That's sad hell news. Hell, hell of a patriot. Did you notice how quickly? Did you notice how Belichick's letter or whatever to Devlin was like low key better than his one to Brady? Oh yeah, if he still has to play against Brady potentially, <laughs> it was like, low key like. It was like a love story, dude, talking about James Devlin. <laughs> it probably but, was. Uh, yeah. That's, but, uh, that's what Belichick looks up on point of. It's fullbacks clearing, <laughs> clearing the holes. Be, clearing the holes if you get what I'm saying. But uh, that really pretty much wraps us up here. Uh, one quick thing. Merch, if you ordered, should be here in the next 48 hours, I, I'm going to say, we go on the limb. May 1st, I would say, by Friday is the latest. So uh, expect a text from me if you guys are listening. You'll be getting a text from me very soon. I'll have your stuff ready. So, yeah, um, this has been our post-draft. Me and Liam will be back soon. We're not really sure what. We're still stuck in this whole kind of fuck shit. But uh, we'll, we'll think up something. But, yeah, uh, Pete, Ruman, thank you guys again for thank coming you for on. Thank having me. No problem. All right. And uh, this has been episode 20. We'll see you later. On Wisconsin. Because I can't get much stronger. Man, I've been waiting all night, man. That's how long I've been on ya.